What is up? What is up? What is up? Everyone, everyone, everyone. It is another day, another time, and another week for a way from the web podcast. You all, you all, you all. Look, I have on the air with me today, this morning, a Swoo Kingdom boss. I told y'all the motto or the theme for until further notice is Kingdom Boss Mindset. And this woman right here solidifies all of that. She is a mother. She is an entrepreneur. She does it all. And I'm talking about none other than my friend, my sister, Miss Kendra. So what we're going to do is, what is up, sissy? So what we're going to do is we're going to start it off with the theme song. And then after that, we're going to throw it over to my sister and we're going to get in with this interview. So let's go. How are you doing, sis? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. So we're about to get started with this interview. Uh, before we get started off, let's ask you, let's just jump right into these questions. First question that we got for you tonight, this morning is, when I say kingdom boss mindset, what comes to mind? So when I think of um, kingdom boss mindset, I think of the 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 kingdom boss woman herself, which is the woman that is spoken of in Proverbs 31. You know, um, like I know that a lot of people, you know, talk about this woman and a lot of people, you know, a lot of women aspire to be her. A lot of men, you know, is the type of woman or wife that they're looking for. And so I just think about her because first and foremost, she love God. The Bible says she had reverence for God. She loved God, but then she was also a woman about her business, about her father's business. Mm. And she had multiple things going on, but even more than that, like I said, she loved God. And so that's who I think of when I think about um, kingdom boss, specifically it's kingdom boss woman. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Because a lot of people look at that and they just look at that for when they're looking for a wife. Mm-hmm. But I like how you use that for the boss mindset, because in all honesty, if you are a woman and you're about your business and you're about your father's business, that's the type of woman that you're inspiring to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not even just about trying to do what she what she does. It's about for me, the mindset that she has, like I like my ministry is thinking like a virtuous woman. And that's because I'm not trying to be her and do everything that she did. Cause sometimes we feel like, Oh, I got to do this. I got to have this. I got to do She did this. It's about having the mindset of first reverencing your father and then doing what he called you to do and being who he called you to be. I like that. I like that. So we're going back. We're going to the next question. How did you get started teaching? Um, so honestly, teaching was something, um, it's so funny. I, I kind of looking back, I kind of realized I always been a teacher. Like 
I'm one of those type of people where every time I learn something, I have to teach it, not necessarily on purpose, but I am just naturally a teacher. And so I got into teaching because of what I do. I've been a medical assistant for over um, 18 years now. And so I was already kind of teaching on a job, kind of training new medical assistants and things like that. And so when I saw a position to start teaching medical assistant, that's what I, that's when I got into it. And, you know, I literally, I teach so much, like everything I learned from, from, I, once I learned how to build my credit, I started teaching that business credit. I started teaching that. I'm just naturally a teacher. I don't know how, I mean, I used to play school when I was a kid. So I guess it was inevitable, but, um, that's how I got into it. Just, it just kind of naturally came and then the opportunity just kind of fell in my lap. <laughs> so I like that. Mm-hmm. So next question, how does it feel being a teacher? I know in this day and time, mm-hmm. like teachers are underpaid and overworked. Mm-hmm. So how does it feel like in this day and time? And a lot of times the students aren't really that, respectful to teachers mm-hmm. so, i would say yeah i'm sorry oh no you good go on ahead um i was i was gonna say um so my what i teach is a little bit different so my my students are all adults so um it starts at 18 and over and so for me like i first of all teaching is rewarding like i love making a difference in somebody's life like i'm very big on certain things and it it's kind of feels good to be able to kind of um teach people the way to go right and then seeing what they learn it's just seeing that they've learned from me is rewarding um but you know i teach adults and it and it has its challenges because teaching adults they don't have to be there you know with kids they don't have a choice but to be there in school they have to show up but with adults they make a choice so it's actually harder to hold their attention because they thinking about their bills they thinking about their kids and their responsibilities and so for me, I just kind of always remind them of why they're there and keeping that why at the at the forefront is is how they stay there when they, you know, don't feel like being there anymore. They don't have to be there. Really, they don't have to. And so I would say that's probably the most challenging thing for me as a teacher, teaching adults specifically. Um, and most of them, a lot of times I get students that could be old enough to be my parent. And, um, you know, I've had a disrespectful student here and there, but for the most part, you know, they're there paying their money. Some of them go for free, but for the most part, a lot of them are paying, so they tend to be more serious about getting it done. Um, So I haven't really dealt with a lot of disrespect, but I see it. I do see it. For sure. For sure. So how does it feel? uh, How do you find a balance? With mm-hmm. being a content creator, a travel agent, um, a virtuous woman, being a mother, being a teacher, how do you find that balance? Like you a modern day superwoman. So like, how do you do it all? <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, for calling me modern day superwoman. That's funny. Thank you. Um, honestly, figuring it out day by day, I don't even have a real formula honestly i would say probably um because and even as i say this it's still a challenge but for me i have to set reminders i have um a to-do folder in my notes and so i have to set out what it is that i need to do um from most important to least important and the biggest challenge is sticking to it to be honest and remembering what's most important and 
Um, I remember hearing somebody say you don't really ever balance it. Like at some points you're giving your you're giving more to some areas. Like for an example, like being a travel agent. Like right now, I haven't been given as much time to that because I've been focusing on my teaching and my lessons and things. I'm creating this online study guide. So I've been giving more time to that. Whereas like now my daughter, she just turned 18 and graduated high school. So I don't have to put as much time. I still have to put in time as a mother, but I'm not going to pick her up from school or, you know, getting calls from teachers and checking grades and stuff like that. And so that's kind of for me, um, you know, now the balance being is kind of uh, less, lesser, less on that side. <laughs> you know what I mean? But right. really just kind of sticking to what's most important and then, um, you know, trying to figure out what I'm going to put more emphasis on that that particular day. I feel that. I feel that. I mm-hmm. feel that. And yeah, she's a modern day superwoman, y'all. But uh, <laughs> ice is her weakness. Ice is her weakness. You say ice? <laughs> yep. Snow ice. Oh, if if oh, only so y'all knew. Yeah, if only y'all knew why I said that. The Facebook video that she posted when oh. he was walking. <laughs> and I fell. Yeah. What's so funny is that it wasn't even ice. It was so, it was hot outside. It was still the summertime. It was Wait. water. It was muddy. muddy. No, that oh my goodness, y'all. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> that makes it even worse. <laughs> oh no. I'ma link the video just so they can see. I don't know where you posting this at, but I'm gonna link the video so they can see. It looked like I slipped on ice, but no, it yes. was actually mud. Oh man. <laughs> now that I think about it, it was summertime when that video was posted. Yep. <laughs> that is too funny. Somebody did say that though. Somebody was like, it looked like you slipped on ice, but yeah, it was summertime. It was muddy. It had been raining. I was outside getting my pizza and um speaking to my neighbor and literally just literally went up in the air when I slipped and fell right on my behind and my hand. Look, I can't even look since you don't told your embarrassing when I can tell mine. I'm walking outside mm-hmm. and um from a search service. I'm walking outside. It's middle, it's dark outside, walking out, not paying attention. I'm looking down at my phone because I had just gotten a text. And literally, I've been at this search a million times, so I know where everything is. Mm-hmm. Walk out there, boom, I fall flat on my face. Mm. I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm embarrassed more than anything. So I'm jumping mm-hmm. up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm good. I didn't even do no damage. I get in the car. I look at my hand. I'm like, oh, snap. I cut my hand up. My mm-hmm. body was cut up. I was like, ooh, man, that gr- yeah, that concrete did some damage. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Well, you know look, I know. Yeah, look, <laughs> I know you know. I know. <laughs> uh, that concrete ain't no joke. At all, at all. <laughs> Be making you think like you wake up that next morning like, all right, who hit me? What? Who hit me? <laughs> I want my leg back. I want my leg back. That's so true. That next day ain't no joke. You might not feel it right now, but that next day you definitely, because that's how I was. I literally, the next days after, like the the following two, three days after that, I was really feeling it. Yeah. You feeling like you done got jumped and you like, I bet, bet. I want my leg back. I want my leg back. 
Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> what y'all ain't about to do is jump me and get away okay, with Okay, okay. I'm coming out the all of y'all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next, um, what is it like being a travel agent? And how did you become one? So I wanted to become a travel agent because I love to travel. I love to like, even if I'm not flying anywhere, like I love to do road trips. Like that's me and my daughter's thing. We love to do road trips. So that's why I became a travel agent, to be honest, because I wanted to be able to um, make money when I travel. I wanted to be able to um, help other people save because people was coming to me anyway. Like I would do like my solo trips and people always messaging me on Facebook or somebody I know texting me like, hey, how did you do this? Like, where did you go? How did you do that? Like, can you tell me this? Blah, blah, blah. So a lot of times we don't even realize we travel agents. Like, that's what I tell people. Like, if you book and travel already, you already a travel agent. Get paid for it. So it's nice because when I get paid, when I when I travel, I'm either going to get paid a commission on it or I'm saving because, or I'm making money because I'm saving. Like when you save money, you making money because that's money in your pocket, right? So that's my biggest thing is for myself. And then also I love to help people find deals because, you know, um, I'm always looking for a deal. So when I can help other people find a deal, like I love it. So I love it. Like, you know, I, it's more incentive to travel too. You know what I mean? Now being a travel agent, now I have even more reason to travel and make money. So Facts. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. So next question is how did you start becoming a content creator? Um I by accident, just posting really. Um, I'm very transparent. I share my like sometimes too transparent i'm an open book and sometimes people feel like i share too much but it goes back to me being a teacher like i have to share what i know um and it's just not like like you know how you how like when you think about your calling like what you're called to do like like your own personal calling like you feel like you have to you don't have a choice and that's kind of how it is for me like i have to create content i have to teach people have to share what god gives me because god a lot of times will put things on my heart to share and sometimes i don't even want to but it's like i have to i don't have a choice and so that's kind of how i just started recording i had to get over that initial fear and i just started recording and now it's like it's a part of my life now you know it's a part of my schedule it's a part of my my income now i make income from content creating from being paid from youtube and Facebook and then also brands now coming to me wanting to pay me to promote their stuff. And so it's it's a calling, but it's also now a business as well. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. And the business side ain't so fun sometimes. It's not yeah, yeah. Cause you gotta kinda you know, business is not always easy anyway, because you gotta kinda make decisions that sometimes mm-hmm. are not always fun to make, you know, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's necessary, you know. So it, it comes with business. I feel that. I feel that. So mm-hmm. now we're about to have a little fun. Okay. I'm going to give you three names. Okay. And these three names, you have to find, you have to write a book about one of them. You have to have one of them play you in a movie. Okay. And one of them you'll just go to dinner with. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... First three names. We're gonna go with Michelle Obama, 
Okay. Hillary Clinton. What was that second one? You said Michelle Obama who? Hillary Clinton. Okay. <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Okay. So you said write a book, have dinner with and play me in a movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, first of all, <laughs> looking at me clearly, J Lo or Hillary can't play me in a movie. So I'm gonna go with Michelle Obama because <laughs> I, I look like I could. I, I feel like I look like I could be her niece or something. I feel like we could pass for being some kin, definitely. So we're gonna um, do the ancestry.com. I, Michelle, yes. yeah, we done found your long lost niece. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I know we somewhere some kin down the line. So I'm gonna say Michelle Obama is definitely playing me. In the movie, I've never seen her act before, but I don't know. I feel like she can because I feel like she could do anything. Um, and let me see, have dinner with I would say I would have dinner with Hillary Clinton because I would want to know, you know, she ran for president, I feel like so many times and she didn't win. But I would like to know what made her keep running, like her, like she obviously is ambitious and she had some um what's the word i'm looking for tenacity i guess is mm -hmm. the word hopefully i'm using it right yeah. but i i love the fact that she kept going even though she kept losing i guess eventually she gave it up but um just the fact that she was not giving up you know and i also want to know what made well i can't even say because i was about to say i also want to know what made her stay with bill but then again that's kind of self-explanatory she wanted to be president one day but um so that yeah. and then j-lo i guess i would write a book about her um i would like to know how she you know started seemed like from what i've heard it seems like she kind of worked her way up i remember her being a um a fly girl on a living color yeah. so i would love to kind of you know do some research to figure out how she went from being a dancer to like this big huge start like i mean she's like huge now and when i we watch old episodes and have been living color and i'm looking at her dancing back then i'm like who would have ever thought that that dancer would be who she is now like the movie star that she is now i know she's a singer too but i more so look at her as more so on the movie side so right. i would love to do some research on her for that and then write about it write about what i found i like that i like that mm -hmm. i like that all right mm -hmm. so we're gonna go with now. Hmm, we're gonna go with Tarazi P. Henson. Okay. Gabrielle Union. Okay. And Fantasia. Ah, that's so funny, Fantasia. <laughs> She's Fantasia's definitely playing me in the movie because first of all, I don't cut my hair again, and people say I I look like her, but I feel like every time somebody a woman is dark skinned with short hair, they say she look like Fantasia, but. She's definitely going to play me because I she's so she's talented and I feel like um, I wish I could sing. So she gonna bring that to the movie, kind of embellish on my movie, make it seem like I could sing. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be having me in talent shows and all of that. But um, Taraji and um, what was the other one besides Taraji? Gabrielle Union? Gabrielle Union. Okay, so right up. So um, I will probably want to write a book about Gabrielle Union um just based on interviews that I've heard her talk about like she just says how she used to be a mean girl and stuff like that and so I love the self-awareness so I would want to you know kind of dig into that do some research on that and how if she is still a mean girl and if she's not 
how she was able to overcome that mean girlness, where it came from and how she overcame it. And then Taraji P, oh, I'm having dinner with her because I just want to dig into her brain. Like she came from, you know, nothing, being a single mother. And she from here, from where I'm from, she from D.C. too. So sit down, try to figure out how she came from D.C. to be the star that she is now, being a single mother. I'm a single mother. You know what I mean? Just how mm -hmm. she came out the trenches. So, yeah, definitely. Dinner with Taraji. I feel that. Right, now I right. wish I really can. Now you got me wishing I really can. Dang it. <laughs> look, Tawazi, if you listening to this, Tawazi, <laughs> next time you're in D.C., look up my girl Kendra. Look up my yeah, sister Kendra. Yeah, let's have some dinner. Let's have some dinner, girl. We, come on, girl. <laughs> All right. All right. So next one that I got for you. We're going to do mm -hmm. two more rounds of this. Okay. So next one. Hmm. We're going to go with LeBron James's wife, Savannah James. Okay. Beyonce. Okay. And then from there, we're going to go with Janet Jackson. Um, Savannah, I'll probably have dinner with her because I don't know no, nothing about her really. So I would just try to get to know her with the dinner. Um, Beyonce, I'm going to write a book about her. Um and then it was it was Beyonce and Janet Jackson and Janet Jackson. Dang it! Wait a minute. No, I wanna I wanna um have dinner with Janet. Dang it! Well, no, <laughs> Janet old her old self back in the day she could have played me. I'm gonna say Janet playing me. A young Janet is playing young me in the movie. Come on! Hi, <laughs> hi. Right, right. So we're gonna go now with Megan Good. Okay, that's my girl. Yeah, Megan Good, uh, Jennifer Hudson, mm -hmm. and Medea. Medea. Oh my goodness, Medea! Really? <laughs> <laughs> I had really? to throw a funny one in. There. I had to throw a funny one in there. Really? Oh my goodness. So Jennifer Hudson, Medea, and Megan Good. Oh my goodness. Okay, let me think. Hold on. I'm definitely having dinner with Medea because that's gonna be hilarious. I'm having dinner with Medea. I'm sorry, I gotta have dinner with her. Right. We're gonna eat good. She I know she can cook. We're gonna eat good and she's gonna have me laughing. She gonna clown. You <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, and then um Okay, and then Megan Good is going to play me in a movie because she's one of my favorite actresses, definitely. Even though we don't look alike, she's going to play me. But I definitely got to write a book about Jennifer Hudson because the stuff that girl overcame, like, I would love to be able to do some research and interview her for that book. Like, definitely. I mean, from her story, how she grew up, and then her family, like, losing her family like that at one time. Her, was it her mother, her brother and her little nephew yeah or was it the i think it was the brother and the nephew brother and the nephew oh, yeah. yes yes i would love to be able to just read about or we'll write about how she
Y'all, as I got back. All right. Okay. Sorry about that. I was. I have a um a video call. They calling the artist. She's supposed to be at seven, but they was just calling. I guess it knocked me out the um thing. Sorry about that. You good? Um. Okay. Go ahead. That was my uh, my nieces and nephews. But go ahead. <laughs> All right. So to wrap this up, we're gonna ask you, what would you, what advice would you give somebody that is struggling right now? They are kind of in the same predicament that you've been in, and they are just trying to find their way right now. And they looks, they feel like nobody really understands them. What mm. advice would you give them? Mm, that's good because I still feel like that nobody really understands. Um, so I would say, first of all, you got to believe that you can be more. You got to first believe that you can um, have more and do more because if you don't believe you can, you never will. So I would say definitely first understand that and know that and really try to believe that. And even if you feel like you don't believe that right now, just know that you can. I know that sounds like a cliche answer, but it's the truth. Like you can't do anything without first knowing that you can. And then figure out your why. Your why is going to be your driving force in everything that you do in life. For me, my Uh, you didn't. I you didn't lose me again, did you? I just want to make sure. Because no, you didn't. It, okay, I just got. I just put my phone on do not disturb because they just called again. Sorry about that. I didn't want it to mock me out again. Um, but I was saying like my first why is my relationship with God and being pleasing to Him, um, and and I'm and doing what I'm called to. That's my number one why. And then thinking about the people behind me, like everything that I've been through, I know that there's somebody else going through it. And so think about the things that you have been through and how you don't want it to be in vain. That's my thing. It's like everything I've gone through, I don't want it to be in vain where it happened for no reason. So think about that person out there that may be who you who you need to reach. Like think about what you needed at that time and try to be that person, right? And if you're trying to change your life around, transform and you know, be a better person. You know, like I said, first of all, believe you can give it to God and just, you know, the sky is is the limit. Like you can do anything that you set your mind to. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And so just, you know, again, focus on that. Why? And and search, search for your for God's will for your life, because sometimes we want things that's not what God wants for us. But you definitely want to search God to figure out what your purpose is. And, and just go from there and just believe you can and go for it and do it. I know it just sounds simple to just do it, but sometimes you have to do it. And, you know, if you want to really transform from the inside, you got to kind of start doing things that the person that you want to be start doing things that they will be doing. Right. Because sometimes you got to be you got to you got to just do it. Right. And then you'll start. Like I say, the action sometimes have to precede the feeling because you might feel like, oh, I can't do that, or I'm not that. And you might feel like an imposter almost. But it's not that. It's just that you are starting to become who you want to become. And so you're going to start doing those things that that woman, you know, that 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 woman of God that you aspire to be, or that boss woman, or that, that, that man of God that you aspire to be. Think of what he or she will be doing and start doing those things. I like that. I like that. I like that. So in closing, just tell my followers where they can find you at 
And we appreciate you, sis, taking out some time from your busy day and blessing us on a word from the web. We appreciate it. No problem. And thank you so much for having me, first of all. I really appreciate you inviting me and thinking of me for for your podcast. Um, So my name is Kendra Fowler. You can follow me on Facebook there. Or um, Thinking Like a Virtuous Woman is where I am on Facebook, YouTube, as well as Instagram. And it's just thinking like a virtuous woman that's everywhere all right all right so we will see y'all next week like share tag and send to someone to let them know that a word from the web has dropped another episode as i always say sometimes our disappointments are nothing more than god's appointments meaning sometimes we're looking at is bad god is only turning it around for our good stay blessed be blessed and be a blessing to someone else and we will see you next Friday. Peace.